You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers! Happy, happy Friday! Oh my goodness, we made it! I am so stoked for today's episode. But first, I want to recognize you. I want you to thank yourself for showing up, for getting out of bed this week, for taking care of yourself and your family and your duties and your responsibilities and your jobs and all the things that all the people ask of you. You did it. And even if you didn't do all the things or you didn't check off all the boxes of your to-do list or you didn't call all of the people back or answer all the emails, you did what you could. And you know what? That's enough. It has to be enough. You are doing an amazing job. Take a deep breath. Recognize that you are doing an awesome job. You're crushing life. Say that. Say it out loud. Say, I'm crushing life. You can even replace the word life with anything. I'm crushing X. Insert whatever you want it to be. I'm crushing parenthood. I'm crushing being a mom. I'm crushing being a mom to multiple children. I'm crushing being pregnant. I'm crushing going back to work. I'm crushing adjusting to my new life. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. I'm adjusting to whatever and I'm doing a damn good job at it. Say that out loud, give yourself a hug, give yourself a high five, look yourself in the eye, in the mirror, and say, you got this. You are listening to episode number 46 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for spending some of your Friday with me. You are so incredibly busy. We all are, and you're choosing to spend this time listening to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the very bottom of my heart. Today's episode is all about what to pack for your birth. Now, when I started to think about this episode, because this was inspired by me sitting down to think, like, what are the most common things that I get? This is the most common question that I get by far from random people, my clients, people on social media who follow me or like my page, like things like that. By far, it's what should I bring to the hospital for my birth, things like that. So I started to think that what I bring to the birth, what I pack in a bag and what you pack in a bag are different. So that's exactly how I broke these two episodes down. So this first episode is going to be about what I tell you to pack. It's actually about 
how I tell you to pack or what I tell you to pack for. And next week's episode is going to be what my actual birth bag includes because that's also a question that I get a lot. So packing your birth bag and me packing my birth bag all under the umbrella of packing a birth bag and I thought I would give it to you. I thought I'd give them both to you. So when I'm telling someone what to pack for their birth, or I'm talking to a birthing parent about preparing their bag that they're going to take to the hospital, the birthing center, the, you know, wherever you're going to have your baby. It's all based in pain gate theory for me. So there is this theory that says, or it suggests, that you can control um, the signals from your nervous system with a distraction technique, if you will. So it says that you can basically overload your senses, um, your five senses, so that you can close the gates in which that pain signal is being received. So by blocking that, you cut off the feeling of pain or you block the feeling of pain. Now, of course, this doesn't take away all of the pain, and it's certainly not going to make you have a completely pain-free labor and birth, but it definitely can help, and it has proved with so many women before um, who have chosen the TBH approach for their birth that it actually can completely change the path of your birth. So here goes. Number one, and keep in mind these are all based off of your senses. So number one, your sight, your eyesight, so what you can see. Remember that the end goal here is for this place, this birthing place, no matter where you are, your home, a birthing center, hospital, out in the woods, No matter where you are, you want it to be a gentle space that is calming and that you find relaxing. So I encourage people to bring things that they find comforting from sight. So remember that you can literally transform this space into your own personal like safe haven. Take advantage of that. So you can bring pillows, rugs, your own clothes, pictures of loved ones, your favorite blanket, your robe, your slippers, anything really. Y'all, people bring all sorts of things to their birth. Bring something that when you look at it, you are comforted and it makes you feel calm and relaxed Or it makes you feel strong and powerful and empowered and it makes you feel like a badass warrior that you are. So those are the two visuals that you're trying to achieve here. Anything that's comforting reminds you of safety, of your home, or how amazing and powerful that you are. Number two, your hearing. So hospitals can be really noisy, especially when you're trying to concentrate. And a lot of times in labor, not only are you having a lot of pressure, i.e. feeling the pains of labor, but you are also really trying to concentrate on getting through each contraction, keeping your mindset in the right place, keeping your head, you know, your eye on the goal, your head in the right place. So something that I always encourage people to think about is 
what will they do to keep the sounds of the hospital out? Um, so this can look like music. You can have a really empowering playlist or some people want nature sounds. It's whatever is either encouraging to you, again, making you feel like a warrior, making you feel like you're strong and you can do this, or that is relaxing and grounding and calming. It depends on what you need, what you need to hear. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. There are some people who love complete silence. And for those type of people, if this is you, I really encourage you to bring something to ward off the sounds of the hospital. So that might look like simple earplugs. I carry earplugs for my clients just, and sometimes for me as well. Um, If we get a chance to snooze, I might need earplugs. A partner might need earplugs. There's lots of people who might need earplugs. So that's just a good thing to have in general. Little TBH trick there for you didn't know you were getting so earplugs but you can also get noise canceling headphones and if you have a smaller head like I do you can get away with child size noise canceling headphones and those are less than 15 bucks on Amazon. So just consider how the noise of your environment is going to affect your birth experience. Number three, taste. Snacks, snacks, snacks. You can eat and drink during your labor. You can. It's actually good for you. You need energy. You have to think. It's much like running a race or a marathon. Those marathon runners don't do that without stopping for water or snacks or fruit or those gelatin squirt packets. They need fuel and so do you. So when you're thinking about snacks to bring to your birth, I always remind people to think about one-handed snacks. Granola bars, cheese sticks, pretzels, protein bars, dried fruit. There's all sorts of things that you can eat with one hand or that someone can feed you. So this is important to know too. Your support team might be holding something out to you. So when you're thinking about fruit, think about things like dried mangoes that are in long slivers that they can hold out to you or like a banana, but probably an apple that someone has to hold up to your face in order for you to bite it isn't going to be the best thing. You can cut those up and put them in some lemon water if you want sliced apples during labor, but things that can be held out for you or that you can hold with one hand. I have a freebie all about one-handed snacks that I will link in the show notes, especially for you. This list is also good for the postpartum period when you are learning to adjust to having a newborn in one hand and living with only one hand to do things. One more mention of snacks before we move on is actually for your birth team. So you want to make sure that your birth team also has snacks. They are also going to be up and using energy and burning calories. They need to be hydrated and fed too. So I bring my own snacks, but I encourage you that any of your birth support people that you have in your hospital room or your birthing center room or your home birth room or any of your birth rooms, please make sure that those people are also taking snack breaks or at least that they have access to snacks. And support people, make sure that you're not bringing really stinky things or things that have really strong odors as, you know, pregnant people. And in labor, you can have really heightened smells, senses of smell. So make sure that you're bringing neutral foods. 
Next up on the list is touch. So this can look like so many things. For me, the things that pop into my head are things for massage. So either massage oil or lotion or some people bring cornstarch because they don't like the slimy or greasy feel of oil or lotion. They want it to be dry, cornstarch, flour, um, baby powder, um, a back massager or a tennis ball. You can use all sorts of things for, for pain relief. A rebozo. So this is a Mexican shawl-like garment and it's used for pain relief. It's actually a really, really cool cultural piece of the Mexican culture. And I'm so honored that I got the opportunity to learn about it and also incorporate it into my practice. There will be a link in the show notes that better explains the history and the culture behind it and the other uses for it. So I really encourage you to check that out. Finally and last on the list is your very last sense, your sense of smell. So hospitals have a very distinct smell. Um, when you enter a hospital, you, you know kind of like, yep, I'm back in a hospital just by the way that it smells. So birth also has a very distinct smell. I mean, it smells like a baby being born, right? So there's a lot of stuff coming out of a lot of places and there's a lot of people in there and a lot of things going on. It can get kind of smelly. It doesn't always have to be a foul smell, but it definitely has a distinct smell. Something that you can do to bring your own smell in there or to keep the room nice and, and gentle and you know pleasant smelling is to bring essential oils. So hospitals are not gonna allow you to like spray perfume or air fresheners or light candles, any of that. You can't have obviously any kind of lit anything, but you can bring essential oils and some hospitals have rules around how you can use these essential oils. So some hospitals will let you use diffusers. There are battery powered and some hospitals prefer that you don't plug into the walls and some hospitals don't care at all. They let you plug your diffuser right into the wall. I've seen it I've seen it happen both ways. Um, also, some hospitals don't want you using diffusers at all, battery or power operated. So you can take your essential oils, put them on some paper towels, some little, you can rip up a paper towel and put some dots on each piece of your paper towel, set them around the room, or you can even just hold it close to your face. So essential oils are a wonderful way to get nice smelling fragrances back into your birth room. So let's recap. Number one, sight. Bring things that are comforting to you or really empowering to you when you see them. Number two, sound. Make sure that you're doing something to be intentional about the sound of your surroundings. Either making sure that it's completely silent if you need, that it's encouraging, that it's empowering, that it is calming and grounding. Number three, taste. Snacks. Bring on all the snacks for you, for your birth team, for everybody. Everyone needs to stay well hydrated and well fed. I promise the last thing you want in the same room as a laboring person is a hangry person. And you definitely don't want those two people to be the same person. Number four, touch. Bring things that will provide you with some pain relief. It's different for everybody. So really sit down and think about what it is that helps you generally when you're in pain and bring that with you.
Number five, smell. Make sure that you're doing something to be intentional about the smell in your room. You guys thought that I was going to leave you with just those five. Ha ha ha. You knew I had something different up my sleeve. I have a secret weapon for you, and I wanted to share it with you. For me, I love, love, love a water bottle with a bendy straw. Now, this is something that a lot of people don't think about. They think about just a water bottle. I've been to a lot of births, and I have tilted a lot of water bottles, and I'm telling you right now, it is the bendy straw that makes a difference. So to ensure that you can drink water in any position, make sure that you are getting a straw or at least bringing bendy straws. They have silicone straws on Amazon because where else do you buy things these days that you can buy in packs of two, four, up to like 50 silicone straws. Throw a couple of those in your bag and no matter what you are drinking out of, we can put that straw in there and since it's silicone, it can bend and twist into all sorts of funky shapes. Finally, don't forget the little things. So aside from the water bottle, try to remember the things that you use every day, like your phone charger, your glasses, your medication, your change of clothes, your toothbrush, your deodorant, your favorite face wash or favorite body lotion, whatever that looks like for you and your birth partner, make sure that you have those packed as well. Okay, y'all. I think I'm finally finished with this part of the episode of what to pack for your birth. So when you're sitting down to think about what should I take to my birth, think about your senses. How do you best appeal to your five senses? Don't forget the small things around your house that you use every day. And for goodness sakes, please don't forget your bendy straw. I promise it'll be a total game changer. Happy Friday, y'all. Go out into the weekend and have a great and safe time. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard.